This is episode 390, How to Get Over Feeling Blah with Judith. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Have you ever had a sense that nothing feels terribly wrong, but nothing feels really right either? You're not depressed, but you're just kind of blah. You just feel a sense of malaise. Well, if that's you or that's ever been you, you're really going to love today's episode because we talk about one of the many reasons or actually a couple reasons that that could be the case. Before we dive in, I just want to remind you that we are still enrolling for Be the Queen, my live program about calling an epic love, even though we already officially started, well, yesterday, if you're listening to this, when it drops on March 1st, you can still watch the recording and come and join us. I love this group. It's a smaller group. It's a more intimate group. So everybody that joins is going to get more one-on-one coaching. And that right there is so worth the investment. Plus you get a one-day retreat with us, October 12th in San Diego, which is epic. What we do at that one-day retreat, it's absolutely incredible. So come join us. You can catch the recording from the bonus call and from the first call. It's not too late, even if it's a couple weeks after February 28th, christinehassler.com slash be the queen, or just send an email to jill at christinehassler.com and she'll hook you up. We have partial scholarships. We have payment plans. There are ways to make this work. Your future relationship is worth it. You are worth it. The love of your life, the love you've been longing for is worth it. All right. So let's talk about this sense of malaise that we can often feel. And it, it can happen for a variety of reasons, which we get into in the call. And this is so, so common. I think so many people are operating with a, nothing's really wrong, but nothing feels quite right either. Some of you may not even know that it's not ideal to have this, that, that you have a sense of malaise until I'm saying it and you're kind of going, oh, that's sort of how I feel. I'm not really super excited about anything, but nothing's terribly wrong. I don't have a lot of trauma drama but I don't feel particularly excited either. So this episode is for you. As you are listening, consider, have you had a pretty good life? Nothing really bad has happened, but you don't feel a real sense of fulfillment. Or are you the kind of person that gets fulfillment from doing? And if you're not doing anything, then you're looking for that sense of fulfillment. Did you have to grow up early? And even though you didn't have a quote unquote bad childhood, you had a childhood that was interrupted a little too soon. And finally, do you have an inward sense of purpose? Do you feel connected to something bigger than you? A sense of spirituality that can really hold you in those times when nothing outside of you is bringing you fulfillment. So keep those questions in mind as you listen to my session with Judith. Before we dive in, I want to thank my sponsor for good looking clean cooking, which is Caraway. I love Caraway. I love their non-toxic cookware that's free of all things like PFASs, PTFEs. I'm not even going to say the rest, all the hard to pronounce chemicals that you don't want. Their naturally slick surface means minimal oil or butter for just great cooking. So so I'm always looking for things that Athena really likes to eat. And one of the things that I found that she loves is oatmeal pancakes. And all it is, is oatmeal soaked in breast milk. And my caraway pan is so amazing. I can put a little butter in the pan, plop in the oatmeal soaked in breast milk. It cooks it 
perfectly for her and makes these perfect pancakes. And I don't have to worry about any toxic chemicals getting in her little body. I don't want them in her body. I don't want them in my body. I don't want them in your body. And that's why I'm so grateful Caraway is a sponsor. And you can save 10% on their full suite of Caraway products from their internet famous cookware to their newly launched food storage set, which is super cool. Plus the cookware is absolutely beautiful. It comes in a variety of shades, complimentary, easy storage solution, and it just really looks good. Doesn't even matter if you leave it out. So your call to action, how you can take advantage of this 10% offer is go to carawayhome.com slash over it. C-A-R-A-W-A-Y home.com. Use promo code over it at checkout. And again, carawayhome.com slash over it for non-toxic cookware made modern. And now on to my coaching call with Judith. Judith, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, I'm not sure how to actually formulate this as a question, but maybe what I'm asking for is some input or feedback. So what's happening is I feel like I'm at a crossroads and I've had lots of crossroads, you know, precipitated by something beautiful, like birth of my children or, you know, moving cross country or, you know, and sometimes it's something negative, you know, like my divorce was a big one and, you know, things like that. So it's one of those moments. And I feel like, I guess that the problem or the issue that's kind of catching my attention is I feeling, I feel like I have, uh, I guess I might describe it as sort of a, a malaise or something. And, and it's, I think it's weird (laughs) and I'm not really an unhappy person. I don't really have any, I can't say I don't, I appreciate so many things about my life. There's no big major trauma drama, although there's been some, you know, events recently that haven't been very comfortable, you know, death in the family and just some other things. But my concern is I'm in a relationship of almost four years and I just don't have that. I just am not feeling very much about even that. So that's mm-hmm. really my question. So maybe some, a new vantage point on this yeah. kind of blahness, <laughs> I guess. A new, a new vantage point may be helpful, but I just, the first thing I want to check in with you mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. is, could it be anything physical, hormonal, biochemical? Um, well, I guess it could be. Nothing stands out. I mean, relatively speaking, I'm pretty healthy, actually. Um, And I've been very conscious of being healthy, you know, doing things lifestyle-wise and nutrition. And I mean, I could always probably do better, but mostly I'm pretty healthy. But yes, I guess it could be. And and the reason why I'm just wanting to Mm -hmm. rule that out is because Uh sometimes, and here's the thing, we can be super healthy, Mm -hmm. but we may be living in an area where we're breathing in more mold or we could have endocrine disruptors that we don't know about, or there could be something we have a mild food allergy to. Like I used to love cruciferous vegetables. They are not good for my hormones. I go into estrogen dominance. It's not great. I thought I was eating healthy, but I have to really watch those. Same with things like flax seeds. Like, and again, thought I was really eating healthy. So I don't think anything's wrong. I'm not getting an alarm, but what pops up for me when you're like, well, nothing's wrong, but nothing feels really right either. The first thing I like to rule out is, is there any hormonal disruption? Is, you know, testosterone levels are just lower right now. 
How's your thyroid? How's your gut? Just those things are just nice to rule out. And it's really awesome. I don't know if you listened to my podcast with Dr. Stephen Cabral, but it's really great to go on. Not like we're looking for a problem, but more for the curiosity of, let me just check things more from an integrative functional medicine perspective, because I'm not sick and nothing's wrong. And there's not a sense of urgency. And often it's much better to go into those kind of curiosity investigations when nothing's really wrong, because then it's more just about fine tuning. I remember I was going through a time where I was just feeling like, and I went and my testosterone was just really low for some reason, took a little bit, boom, like back on track, felt like myself again, didn't need to keep taking it just for whatever reason, needed that little boost. Hmm. So again, I'm not saying it's that for you. I'm saying this for two reasons. One, because it's just coming in to say to you, and I try to follow my intuition, I could be so wrong. I trust your intuition way over mine. Mm-hmm. Again, I'm not getting a huge red flag. I'm just like, it's almost like the visual I'm getting when you were talking. It, you, have you ever seen a DJ board or someone that's running sound for an event and they have all those different levers and they've got to make sure they're all balanced out so the mm-hmm. sound's really good? That's what mm-hmm. I saw. It just feels like a little tweak somewhere would help. And two, you know, just really going for optimal health, especially if we have the resources to to look into functional medicine is a great thing. It's a great mm-hmm. thing. It just improves mm-hmm. the quality of our life. So I'll just leave that there. You don't have to talk more about that. That's for you to investigate. The other thing that was coming through that I wanted to ask you is if you had to define what you think your sense of purpose is in this lifetime, what would it be? Hmm. Well. I kind of feel like I'm maybe an energizer. I feel like the things that I feel like I connect with different people, projects, things, and and I I, I energize. I, I mm-hmm. call it that that's the word that comes to me. Okay, um, and how do you refuel after you put that energy out? Hmm. Well, on a day to day basis, I I have routines that I do. I don't know. I guess I get fed by whatever that event, that event is. That's what feeds me. It's like, wow, that was awesome. That was, that was beautiful or that was great. And things that, you know, take my energy, then I, I have to take time to refuel um, maybe, but not everything drains me for sure. Right. And when you don't have those things that you can be that battery for that energizer for, do you notice there's more malaise? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you kind of need those things where it, it sounds like you're a battery. And if you don't have a flashlight or remote control to be useful for, it's kind of like, oh, I need, I need something that I can power up. So my question for you is, have you considered mm-hmm. other ways that you can feel fed without having to give your energy? Mm, well, I, I'm not sure I know what you mean, but no. So I guess I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> Christine, I don't know what you're talking about. So the answer <laughs> is no. Well, what I'm hearing, and correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. is that you really feel like your purpose is to energize, bring energy into people events. Like you're sort of like, um, if you have a project or if someone really needs you or if an event is happening and you get to immerse yourself in that, you get really lit up and the sense of malaise goes away. Is that accurate so far? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
And now you've noticed with not those things going on, there's more of that sense of, well, nothing's really terribly wrong, but nothing feels super amazing either. Yes, that's accurate. Yes. So what I'm curious about is, because all of us have ways that we get fulfilled. Mm -hmm. And all of us, because we live in an interdependent world, have external ways that we get fulfilled. Like I would say when I go, for example, this podcast, or when I go do my women's retreat, I am so fulfilled. Mm -hmm. But that's me requiring something, even though it's me doing my work, it's still me relying on something sort of outside of me to get that fulfillment. So mm -hmm. one of my lessons in having a strong sense of purpose, but not getting so lost in that purpose is learning how to create that sense of fulfillment without needing to go and do those things. To find a sense of purpose, fulfillment, contentment, joy that has nothing to do with something I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And for someone who struggled with depression in her past, that was a big journey for me. Mm-hmm because it usually was something outside of me that I would look to, to pull me out of any kind of funk that I was in. That's so, me. Yeah. Yeah. But I was yeah. kind of proud of myself for doing that. Like, I, I mean, I have to say that, you know, when I ended a marriage of 30 years, it was big, big, big. Yeah. And I was huge, proud, not, I don't know, proud. I was relieved. Well, maybe I was proud. I was proud and relieved that I actually found the blessings in it. And I, I learned a lot and I made it through and, you know, but I guess, I don't know that it was outside of myself, but not really. It was part of me, you know, it was part of what I was experiencing. And so I was able to move beyond depression and, and be, you know, live <laughs> and um, yeah. be kind of proud of myself yeah. that I could. I'm so proud of you too. I'm so proud of you too. And the difference between then and now mm -hmm. is then there was a problem and a project. Yes. which you excel in, even though it wasn't, it was a difficult one. It wasn't like planning your kid's wedding. You know, it wasn't that exciting. Right. Uh, it was a difficult one, but it was a problem in a project. And so now you're like, hmm, don't have huge problems. I don't have a huge projects. What do I do with myself? Hmm. Well, I can keep myself pretty busy. In fact, I'm, <laughs> I'm very conscious of that's what I do. In fact, when, you know, my back's against the wall, I don't curl up in a ball and go to sleep. I get busy. That's what I do. And I, I know that when I get overly busy, I'm probably avoiding something that I need to not. Avoid. Yeah. I just, I just know that about myself. Yeah. Or even just busy at all. Cause yep. sometimes when our backs up against the wall, we don't want to just run forward. We want to like stop, drop and sink into what we need to look at. Mm -hmm. So what it seems like, in this point of your life, what we could call your soul, we could call your higher conscious, we could call your inner wisdom, whatever. It doesn't matter what we call it. It seems like what's on your curriculum currently is learning how to find a sense of purpose without doing anything. Mm. So well, I when you were know where to begin. <laughs> <laughs> so when you were growing up, how did you get love and attention from your parents? By being the big sister, I was the oldest, um, by getting good grades, by being independent, 
-hmm. You know, I think at the time I perceived that I was holding the family together, sort of, you know, I knew my parents were, they, they were married over 60 something years, but I knew it wasn't smooth. And I knew, I I saw what was going on. Um, So I guess that's sort of, I was like the strong one, I guess. Yep. 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 Well, so we've answered the question of why am I like this? Mm -hmm. This is how you, it's like, we're all computers and we get coded, we get programmed and whatever coding gets plugged in, that's the programming we run until we realize, oh my gosh, this is actually programming. It's not all, it's not all my authentic self. I'm going to go in and rewrite some of these codes. That sounds accurate because I've often thought, can somebody just take care of me? Can somebody just right. do it for me? Right. Even though right. I know I, they can't, but that's, yep. that's a feeling. Of course. And that's a really legitimate feeling to have as a child. It's a really legitimate feeling or an adolescent or a woman, Mm -hmm. because you didn't want to be the parent. You didn't want to hold the family together. No child should feel that. They should feel held by the parents. Mm -hmm. And I did feel that too, but yeah, not, yeah. Yeah. But we should feel only that, not both. Cause then that Mm -hmm. makes it even more confusing. You know, because you're balancing between am I the child, am I the parent? It's it's a it's a tough one, and this isn't about making your parents wrong. This is just about talking about what happened in your life. Mm-hmm. So now we've got the situation where you were wired very early on as this is who I am. I take care of things. I take care of people. I hold things together. That's how I'm acknowledged. That's how I get validation. But most importantly, you learn that's what makes people happy. Mm. You saw how much relief and joy and pride that brought to your parents. How mm-hmm. proud they were of their firstborn. Oh, she's such a good sister. She's such a good student. She's such a good girl. She's like, oh, wow, this doing thing really makes other people happy. I'll keep doing it. Mm. Well, I think I turned very, I'm, I'm a recovering codependent because I really noticed Unfortunately, later, um, my adult son, um, you know, I we've talked about it, but I I can't undo what I did or what we did. But, you know, I think I overhelped. And then seeing, you know, him as an adult, he's a beautiful, beautiful man, young man. But, you know, I think I created a lot of I was codependent with him. You know, I overhelped and overdid. So um, in some ways, it's not, I recognize it's not always healthy, you know? Yeah. 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 It's usually not healthy. <laughs> not, not always, but it's oh, all right. well. usually not healthy. <laughs> yeah. So you have a lot of self-awareness with it, which I love. This is, eh. tell me how much work you've done in child work therapy. How much work have you done on, because what's interesting about you is like you said, there's no trauma drama. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like you're telling me my father was an alcoholic and my mother abused me. It wasn't like you're mm-hmm. telling me, you know, it didn't sound like you had a great marriage, but it didn't, was it incredibly dysfunctional and abusive? No, no, it really no. wasn't. That's the thing. I, I don't even have a story to tell about that. Yeah. Well, you have a story to tell. You just, I, do, but it I not, mean, it wasn't. Yeah. 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 And honestly, that's better. 
But but so what's what's happened is you haven't had in your life these huge cataclysmic. Well, I'm making up a word. I'm combining two words: catastrophic <laughs> and something else. You <laughs> yeah. know what it means. You haven't had these huge events where you've you know fallen to your knees and been like, "I need help." It's just been, and this is what creates the sense of malaise. It's like this chronic not really living into truly who you are, this chronic kind of people pleasing, codependent. My identity isn't making sure other people are okay. Chronic, busy, 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 busy doing that. Again, it's not in your words, that trauma drama, but it's enough to over time create that sense of malaise. And I think this is why I'm getting the physical thing too. Mm -hmm. Like that busyness is going to create higher levels of cortisol in your system, no matter how healthy you eat. No amount of kale in the world can drop your cortisol. Mm -hmm. It's totally an inside job in terms of our nervous system regulation. So, you know, I keep having the image of the Energizer bunny going, going, going. And what it's done is, is it's kept you from maybe looking at some of these deeper things. And it's also probably physically on some level um, just created again, over time, mild burnout. So what's tricky about people that don't have these big, huge events in their life is that things just build over time until one day we wake up and we just feel like, oh, what's up? I just Mm -hmm. don't feel, I just feel off. Yep, that's it. So where I think you are... So much of your life has been outward and where I think you are is now you're on this inward journey of really going in, doing some inner child work, really looking at that little girl who probably has some feelings and thoughts about having to be so responsible and so good at an early age. And what it also feels like to me is you're really on the precipice of a big spiritual journey of really finding a sense of purpose and meaning deep, deep, deep within more of that invisible purpose. Everybody can see a visible purpose mm-hmm. going and being that energizer for things, but it's like that invisible purpose that you just know so deeply in your heart and soul. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what in those times when we have those dips, that's where we find the light. That's where we find the fulfillment, the contentment that the things that we relied on externally used to fill. Mm. Does that make sense? It does. It does. And it sounds, I, I, I want it. I, I really, you know, but I, I, I guess my inclination is to say, what do you, how do you do that? Because how do you get something if you don't do something to get it? Yeah. Great, great question. So you are doing something by you and I talking. Mm-hmm. And I think Right now, it's about curiosity and exploration. So are mm-hmm. there any spiritual teachers that you really resonate with? Well, I feel like I'm always curious and I'm really grateful that that is still alive in me because I'm always curious to learn. And um, I do meditate daily and I do. Um, but no, I guess there's no one particular spiritual leader. I feel like I... Mm-hmm. Am, am out in the world and tuned in to many um, different sources. 
that have been really powerful and really beautiful and helpful. And I, I'm, I'm not afraid to look within at all. I'm, it's not a fear thing. It's just, um, I'm just dabbling in lots of different things and not really diving, I guess. Okay. So I would dive. Mm-hmm. I would pick one modality or one teacher, whether it's breath work or I mean, you know, Steph and I'm, I'm sometimes there, it just depends on my baby, but mm-hmm. he does these breath work for the feminine events every month and mm-hmm. you can join virtually. Have you seen us talk about those? Mm-hmm. Yep. And okay. I've participated. Yep. Oh, great. How did that go for you? It was great. Yeah. It was great. It was like, a, it was worth it. Yeah. 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 So I'd keep doing that, but I'd find something daily that you can dive into and immerse mm-hmm. into. And then I'd um, if you haven't done our inner child workshop, I'd really consider that because I think that there's a little girl inside who has some feelings and even some interests that feelings that weren't expressed and interests that didn't get pursued because she was really busy as a child. And by interest, I don't mean go out and find another passion, but when we have to grow up fast, which mm-hmm. you did we often don't get some of the pleasures of childhood. And so I think that there's some conversations and some exploration to do with her her, to really reconnect with who you are outside of the doing and the caretaking. Mm. Mm. I know her in many ways and I'm, I'm talking about myself, my little girl, and I do tune in. Um, I'm, and I really feel like I'm parenting myself often. I, I often just even use that. I remind myself, I tell my little self that, you know, I got you, got your back. I'm ta- I'm here to take care of you. I mean, I, I do do that and I, it, it works. I believe it. I actually believe what I'm doing. I'm not just, I, I, maybe I started out by just sort of going through the motions, but I've come to really appreciate how valuable that is. Yeah. Um, so, so I feel like my doing still though, is to find that path or, or just, but that's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm. Because for me to say, oh, just be this, your brain is going to go, what? I have no mm-hmm. idea. And it's not going to help. So if we need to have a doing into being, that's okay. What I want you to stop doing is finding ex- something external to throw yourself into looking for ways to go deeper within yourself through different teachers or or modalities or learning is not the same doing as, well, let me just go find a project or a problem and Mm. throw myself in that. Mm. Because that kind of doing is the pattern that avoids it. The other kind of doing is more the investigation curiosity to get you into the beat. You see the difference? It's a different doing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess I still have to do something, but it's a different kind of doing. It, yes. Yes. It's more of a intentional doing by choice versus a reactionary doing because of patterns. Mm. It's choosing rather than doing. Mm. Well, I haven't felt like I don't have choice. I do feel like I have choice. I mean, I, I don't feel driven or bullied or, or any other thing. I feel like the path I walk is a choice. Sure, sure, sure. What I meant more was 
sometimes doing can be a reaction to, like you said, backs up against the wall, or Mm -hmm. I don't feel a sense of purpose. I'll just go do something. What I want to support you with is that it's always choice and it's not just reactionary patterning Mm -hmm. because a lot of this can be subconscious. Like a neighbor or your husband could come and say, Hey, Judith, we do this. Will you help me? And your immediate answer is yes, because of the patterning without checking in on, do I have Mm -hmm. the space? Do I have the time? Is that even something I want to do? And so a lot of it, a lot of it is subconscious. And we're just wanting to bring more awareness to that. So you feel like you have even more choice. Okay. Yeah. Well, and I've tried to pattern that a little bit in my, you know, in my work, my profession, you know, I'm a, I'm a therapist and I, not a psychotherapist, but um, I, anyway, I, I will say yes to clients and, but I've been more conscious of spreading it out and not saying yes to everybody and not feeling like I can't you know, wait, put people on wait lists. I just, that was unheard of at one point for me. And now I do. And if they go away, that's okay. And if, you know, I mean, I'm, but again, I'm sort of structuring things, I guess. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll have to just quiet myself and think, I don't know. I, I say the word think, but sometimes I, I'm a pretty much of a thinker. I'm a thinker and I research things. So I, I maybe want to be a little more of a feeler. Yeah. Well, your thinker might have to be the transportation to to your feeler Mm. and that's okay. We just want you to be thinking about, so like I'm a worrier. And one of the things I always say is worry is a poor use of your imagination. So I know I can dream up really awful things in my head and I just have to go, okay, I can't stop this ability of mine to dream up things. Mm -hmm. Let me see if I can just switch and dream up really things that I desire. So I'm Mm -hmm. still using the muscle. Mm -hmm. I'm just activating it in a different way, Mm. with a different intention and a different awareness. Mm, Cause I'm a warrior too, but I, I, I've, <laughs> I guess my way of trying to not worry was to just withdraw from it and not be in it so much. And that, that just contributes to the malaise feeling. It's like, well, right. if I'm not worrying, then I'm just not, I'm blind. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Well, and this is again, where that spiritual practice can come in because you can really hand it over. You know, I was really, really worried about something and I've just surrendered it and I've just started imagining and asking what's the best that could happen. Mm. So I'm still using that imagination and that mm. worry, quote unquote, but just redirecting it. It's, it's an expectation hangover. I write about how our mind is a horse, mm-hmm. but our awareness is the reins and our mind will just gallop, but we mm-hmm. actually have reins and we can steer it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's that is my experience. I I yep. believe that. Yep. 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 Well, does this give you a little insight, a little guidance on how to steer those reins? Mhm. I was I was hoping for like immediate <laughs> respite from this, but I guess <laughs> I guess Well, still- I can give you some immediate respite. The immediate respite, everything I said is sort of the longer game. Yep. But the immediate respite is state change. So if you want immediate respite, the best thing you can do is make yourself a playlist Mm -hmm. of three to five songs. Mm 
mm-hmm. of songs that just give you a state change that pull you out, listen to it, dance to it and listen to it multiple times a day. And mm-hmm. anytime you feel the malaise, say, I'm going to have a state change. Mm-hmm. State, you know? state, like a state of state. mind, state of being state change. Like, um, okay. my state is malaise right now. Mm-hmm. And I want to shift my state to, um, joy or inspiration or lightness whatever. Mm-hmm. lightness or just presence or whatever it may be. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Okay. Do that. So that's the, that's the immediate tip I can give you. The other are more the long games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, health, I mean, just my body, my physical self and my, you know, my heart self sounds yep. need to find them yep. again, tune into them more. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Okay. Well, you that's got it. I'm, I'm excited. I don't know what it'll be. I have no idea <laughs> that how that'll happen, but that's um, perfect for the part of you that likes to know. Mm-hmm. It's perfect to be in that state of curiosity. Hmm. Okay. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. And enjoy that journey. Yeah. I, w- I think, and I have learned that the journey is the thing, you know, it's not always the elusive something out there. It's the journey. And for sure, exactly. journeys have been, you know, just a, a, a beautiful not always beautiful, sometimes, sometimes edgy and sometimes uncomfortable, but the journey is definitely the, the, the learning and the, and yep. the experience in life, you know? It is. It is. So enjoy well, the journey. You. Yeah. My pleasure. Okay. My right. pleasure. Well, <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Judith, for bringing something that I think a lot of people are feeling, but may not have the words to express to the show. So not much for me to break down here. I talked about most things in the episode, but something I just want to remind you of is that if you have a pattern that's running, like if you have a way that you've gotten love, fulfillment, attention, acknowledgement, recognition, whatever, and for whatever reason, you're not using it as much or it isn't as available as much, Um, and you feel a sense of depression or malaise or just nothing's wrong, but nothing feels right either. That usually is an indicator that you were using some kind of behavior to give you the sense of fulfillment. And as you know, from listening to the show and all the other personal development work you've done, we cannot get internal fulfillment, like true lasting internal fulfillment from external sources or external behavior. So my encouragement to Judith was to go on an internal quest. And of course she's like, how do I do that? I'm used to doing. Well, some doing is still involved in an internal quest. We need some kind of a guide or roadmap. Maybe we don't. Maybe some people just have these incredible spiritual awakenings. That that would be awesome. It's never happened for me that way. I've always found my way to those, but it's a different kind of doing. It's that more proactive doing. It's this choice of I'm not doing to get something that will give me a sense of fulfillment because that's my pattern. That's my reaction. I'm actually consciously and intentionally choosing to go in a direction that will help me with more of that internal fulfillment. And that's the key distinction. All right, everybody, that is the show for today. Sending you so much love and many blessings until next time. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. 
And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. 